Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody. This is Michael Vandervoort, and this is Drive Through HR uh, on December 1st of 2022. And I am currently texting my co-host, Robin Schooling, since we're supposed to have a show called Mike and Robin doing Jive Talking. She says she's coming on, but she's not here yet. So I am going to do improv uh, patter until she shows up. I I have been very busy at work. Uh, I have been very busy in my personal life. Uh, We've not been doing a lot of shows for the last several months. Here's Robin coming in. Hello, Robin. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) You missed the music on a on a on a retro uh, traditional version of Drive Through HR. So I was just doing a little (laughs) bit of uh, random improv, saying I was busy at work and busy in my personal life, and I sure hope Robin shows up here in a hurry. So anyway, you're here. Thanks. So because otherwise it would be a bad show. So anyway, how are you? Oh, it would. It would. I I am good. I'm, uh, uh, you know, it's December 1st. I'm starting to get in the holiday spirit a little bit, so. How was uh, how was Thanksgiving uh, in Baton Rouge? Thanksgiving was was uh, very lovely, very mellow, um, very relaxing. Um, we we took um, took advantage of hospitality, the hospitality of a. A couple of, of different uh, friends, and we we did a circuit, and we went to two different people's houses for Thanksgiving, and spent the day uh, just having fun. How about you? Nice. I uh, yeah, I went uh, I went to Thanksgiving brunch with a friend and her parents, and on Thanksgiving Day, and then um, just kind of hung around the house. I didn't really do much. And then on Friday, I actually cooked a, a big turkey. A, well, I mean, big Ooh. for my house since it's me me and the intern. 14-pound uh, yeah. turkey that I was able to buy at a store that I may or may not work at um, for 49 cents a pound. So it was like a, a under $7 for 14 pounds of turkey. You can't, wow. Really, wow. <laughs> you can't really beat that deal. Um, I spent another $170 on other stuff, but um, – no, I cooked the turkey. I made stuffing. I had mashed potatoes. I, I sort of did another Thanksgiving meal, and then I, uh, you know, I sliced and bagged and froze everything. So Christmas dinner is already in the freezer. It just needs to be reheated, and so that's good. And then I made turkey uh, turkey noodle soup. So and I've been eating that all week. So I'm I'm about done with turkey, but for seven bucks, I fed myself for like a week. So it was pretty good. Actually. Yeah, no kidding. So. Yeah, in this age of uh, inflation, you know, you gotta gotta shop. You can honestly, yeah. I guess. So, anyway, I, I, as you came on, I started to say we haven't been doing a lot of shows lately. I think everybody's just I like I I know you have a whole new gig. It's not so new anymore. It's a few months in, but um, I've just been super busy at work with a lot of big projects and and haven't been booking shows. And you and I have talked about it a few times. And John Hyman, I think, are going to try and do an episode next week. But even he's been super busy. So we haven't been cranking out a lot of content. Um, I guess we did get, uh, we did get added to a, another list, you know, which lists are 
Listener list, was but it's always nice to see her. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, from uh, Miro.io, which is a, mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. I think Romania-based company mm-hmm. that lumped us in with our friends at HR Happy Hour and Workology and Megan Bureau's uh, podcast, and said, you know, to chase, mm-hmm. chase. So anyway, it got me inspired. That felt like we needed owed the world an episode. So here we are, and. I, I think we're, you know, just gonna. We're just, it's a, it's a, it's an unplanned. I mean, it's a, it's a non-scripted show without a guest. So you and I are just gonna catch up. But I, you know, I know I sent you a text and so let's chat about a couple things. And you said yeah. you had a couple notes. Did you want to start somewhere? Yeah, and um, you know, I think we've got a couple of good, <clears throat> good high-level topics to dive into um, because this last month on the, you know, kind of on the HR front has been just crazy and, and watching from the sidelines. Um, right. And I think we can dive into the economy and layoffs in a bit, but let's let's start with kind of that first topic we talked about, which was this, the goings on and uh, changes and challenges and drama and whatnot at Twitter, which, um, <laughs> you know, is is just, I mean, there's so many levels to it you know when I think about it because you know you and I um were extremely early adopters of Twitter and 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 met on Twitter way back in the day uh before we before we came face to face and hung out in person um so as a you know there's kind of that user experience part of Twitter and then there's the very fascinating microscope that is on the HR and people practices and how Elon is managing through this acquisition. Um, and it's, uh, you know, every day there seems to be something new coming out after they got through all the layoffs and this this sort of thing, um, which seemed to be still going on sometimes, layoff, let's rehire you, know, let's do a, whatever. But I, I read an article yesterday that, um, thought, boy, if, if this isn't the most HR thing ever, that the HR team at Twitter, um, and they, they use Workday, the HR team at Twitter had to actually go in and create a termination code in system in the system called accidental termination they put that in as a reason for why someone was uh, you know had a last day of employment or or why they were rehiring somebody um and so they had to go in and and then you know configure workday that when this code would go in oh accidental termination meant oh elon fired the person and didn't mean to um and we so we need to bring this person back as if they never left and do their pay continuation and benefit continuation and whatever else may, you know, tenure and whatever else may be involved with that. And I thought, oh, just imagine being that HR team, independent of the people issues. I'm just talking here like right. the system, kind of the people ops, right? right? The HR ops piece of things of the, you know, the chaos of managing through the processes and the workflows and the data well, and and that just that aspect alone independent of the yeah it, it, human and, element. and it's been i mean it's been 
it, it's very hard to discern what's factual and what is, you know, sort of like internet bullshit, you know, uh, or, you know, people making stories up. I looked, uh, I looked before I, I, before I logged into or dialed into blog talk radio, I looked and there's about 15 or 20 Elon Musk blue check mark uh, accounts out there. So it's like they're, they're not using Elon Musk as their real name, but it's the header and right. their, their account, you know? So, right. yeah. so like, I, I, and I think I, I think I turned off, I think I blocked the real Elon Musk because I just couldn't, I just couldn't take, <laughs> couldn't it. take it anymore. <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. So, so like, I guess I could look at a bunch of fake Elon Musk, but but a couple of things I noticed that I thought were just hysterical. One was, and again, I, you know, this appeared to be factual, but it's kind of hard to tell on social media. Um, there was that story that came out where they said, you know, Elon has closed the buildings for the, you know, uh, after the mass layoff, right? Yeah, after yeah. the, you know, at sign up at five o'clock yeah. or everybody's going to get fired and then they locked everybody out. Well, then on like Saturday morning, there was this guy and, that posted, and I don't remember his name or the account name, but he posted and he said, I'm the guy that does the badges or used to do the badges at that, Twitter. And, that was <laughs> fake. That was a joke. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was like, but it was hysteric. It was hysterical. Um, yeah. And, and then, and then there was a, like, there was a, a text from, or a, a tweet from Elon Musk saying, you're the best, you know, thanks for, thanks for helping us out. So I thought that was hysterical. And then there was this whole kind of thing where, uh, again, supposedly he convened a like a Zoom type call on some platform uh, to basically try to talk to some people to get them to stay, and allegedly mm-hmm. people were hanging up like in the midst of the call. You know, he'd be like, "This is what we mm-hmm, need," and mm-hmm. then they were just they were just opting out at like five fifteen or whatever because mm-hmm. they heard his continued you know hardcore driven blah blah blah. Um, yeah, and and they you know and they were just opting out. So I, I don't know. I mean. I, I see. So the, the, you know, those things are just fascinating to watch. The, that conversation doesn't add much to the like to the HR, uh, the HR yeah. learnings here. But it it's it is. It's just chaotic and and crazy. And so many people are you know you know now they're sleeping in the offices again and you know all yeah. that kind of stuff. And I think one of the, the one of the more kind of it's, I don't know if it's serious. Or I guess it, well it is serious, but I, I don't know like I don't mean to cast it as exploitation or whatever, but like you know, with the, with the termination of so many people, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, everybody was saying it's going to melt down, and it hasn't done that. But there's certainly I've, I've been seeing glitches. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I have. And it, 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 it error messages, and then it, at times it runs super slow. And you know, at the same time that he's putting out, you know, speeds are higher than ever, and you know, whatever. But all, all that aside, one of the, one of the real I think one of the real things is that a lot of the folks that are that remain on board, you know, there's that there's a certain element that are going to be part of his cult and you know are are going to thrive in that yeah. you know that sort of old, yeah. you know the the I guess classics uh, Silicon Valley environment, you know, just work till you drop and then sleep an hour and take some take some methamphetamine yeah. or whatever and go again, you know. Uh, but there's a bunch of people over there that are working on, uh, you know, like visas and stuff too. They don't really have options. So I, I'm not sure yeah. we've seen sort of the the whole, um, the whole spillage, if you will. You know, like I, I think some yeah. people are probably holding in place and they're going to opt out as opportunities develop, assuming that happens. And I know we're going to talk about layoffs, you know, on a broader sense in a minute, but I think there's that. So there, you know, there, but it's just, it's gotta be super ugly unless, unless you are, you know, unless you're wired to work in that environment, it's gotta be super ugly. 
Um, there right now I, you and, know, one uh, of one of the things that just um, it, it, it hurts my heart, really, as a human being, is um, watching the online discourse. You know, over the last month, as um, as he would, Elon would put out a, oh, yep, or the news would come out, yep, doing this this meeting, and they all signed this thing by five, and, you know, oh, laid mm-hmm. off, you know, 3,500 people, you know, were laid off yesterday, whatever. Um, watching the online conversations um, that are so polarized, here's yet another, um, why can't we have anything in the country that everybody, you know, can sort of to some degree <laughs> agree on, but reading the online comments of people responding back to that, and the Elon fans um, and the, you know, more right-wing conservative um, folks that are responding to those those tweets or the articles or wherever that's coming up um, are like, yes, great, get rid of them. They weren't working anyway, obviously. And and there's right. just this ugly, ugly vitriol of, yeah, oh, the, they're I lazy like, anyway. If they don't... Uh, if they exactly. don't want to sign up for that, they're lazy and good. Good for you. Good for laying them all off. And I'm thinking, yeah. how how horrible to be cheering that thousands of people have lost their livelihood. Yeah, and you know, I saw you know green-haired non-binary lids and you know all that. You know, lots of lots yeah. of you know not very nice stuff. And and and, and there's been a lot of. You know, on the other side, to be fair, there's been a lot of not very nice stuff said about Elon and his, you know, him and his, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, yeah, you're right. It, it's it's just, yeah, everybody's just kind of cheering over what is not really a very hopeful situation. And I, I yeah. guess that brings me to the other piece that I wanted to chat about for a minute, which is there's been this tremendous sense of angst from folks like us, as you said, who at one time – you know, Twitter was like the wor- the social media water place yeah. fountain, water fountain for the for the world. You know, and yeah. used to have great conversations there. And it's not that they don't exist, but Twitter hasn't really been that way for a while. It, it, I think mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still, I mean, I still use Twitter a lot, and I still, I mean, I I I love Twitter I as a medium. You know, and mm-hmm. and so we a lot of our friends in the HR community, and especially folks that lean more left politically, but you know, are you know talking about I can't stay here with like, with this, and there you know there's some you know discourse on you know that they're now that you know free speech Elon is actually now you know leaning on the left and cutting off their access, and I, I don't know what I what I know is like I blocked him because I got tired of listening to his shit you know which is fine I mean that's my prerogative right so I use the right I use the block button I I, I unfollow people I'm just doing that yeah. more liberally than I I would in the past because yeah. it the the stream as long as it functions you can still get a stream that has value in it right I I think yeah. anyway yeah um and but but some people just don't want to you know don't feel like they want to support him from a political agenda point of view and I get that but I'm yeah. going to hang around until it either dies or until I just can't stomach it anymore because I like I yeah. literally use it on a daily basis for a multitude of different things some things to manage and, and curate information for my job mm-hmm. others you know to just stay in touch so I mean it, it's still a valuable mm-hmm. platform it's just not mm-hmm. 
it's not like it used to be, and it, I don't know what it's going to end up like. But what I wanted to chat about is there's like this this massive search now. Like we're all like wandering nomads lost in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Where's the water? Where's the oasis? Right. So there are like five platforms that I've and I think um, I'm on every one of them. <laughs> me too, but I can't find anybody. Um, so so I don't know what you're on, but I made a list. I'm on I or I'm either signed up to get on, you know, so I'm on a waiting list or I actually have an account on Hive. I'm on, and I have, yes, I have I a, I'm a on account a there. List. No, I am on there. I am on there. I'm on a I'm waiting on list Hive. for Post, which seems to be the one that everybody says uh, they like the best. Yes. There, I'm on there, there's one, there's one yeah. called Post. Is I don't know if it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah. That, I think I, in fact you may be one of the ones that said you liked it. I'm Franny also. Yeah. Uh, there's one yes. called I don't know if it's pronounced tribal or tribel, but it's spelled T R T R I B E L. Yeah. Yeah. Mastodon, which is you know kind of was the darling for a minute, and then I was actually yeah. on there before, but I don't and I don't do much with it. But Discord, some people are talking about using Discord as well. So there's yeah. all these sort of like uh, so I. I so like you know I, like I haven't figured out how to like unless you see somebody said, saying my account is such and such actually on Twitter or on Facebook right the, these 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 platforms don't seem to have a the the, the technology built in yet you know where you can like find your contact do a search which is yeah and, yeah with and, search and I yeah think, so. um, post um yeah because I I went on Mastodon fairly early on it's um. It works sort of, but yeah, to find to find people, you're dealing with all these different servers, and to get the person's name and then find them on the server, it's just it's clunky. It's I I I just don't I don't particularly like the user interface of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hive seems promising, but I've only got one other person I know on Hive, <laughs> so I'm kind of I haven't played around in it much. Post I I like it's very it's the look and feel, and it's and they are very much in a you know infancy beta stage, and which is why they've got the wait list, right? Um, but they, it's on its surface, it's it's got the look and feel of Twitter. You can search people um, with a part of a name or part of a screen name. There's very very rudimentary search, um, but I think that that will be something that will come. And mm-hmm. um, the 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 Noam whatever his name is that's like the builder creator of Post. I mean, they are constantly every day. He's given updates in there. Here's what we're working on. This is what we should be rolling this out soon. Oh, this was a glitch. We just fixed this. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. So you're. It's really kind of neat because you're in there. I think they're up to like sixty, eighty thousand maybe people that they've brought onto the platform or something like that. Um, and it's really kind of cool because you feel like you're like in this sandbox as they're creating it mm-hmm. to kind of see mm-hmm. the, the updates. Um, but yeah, I think I think they probably have the likelihood of they seem to be very tuned into what parts of the experience um, they want to replicate that that people really want. And there's a lot of like, you know, it's it's a lot of quote power users. That were the first people mm-hmm. on there. A lot of journalists and news organizations and that sort of yeah. thing. Um, you know, so I think they're they're getting feedback from 
power users, for want of a better word. Yeah, and um, they and certainly they if they see the need and have the resources, there's some probably some uh, highly knowledgeable talent on building some of those yeah. backend things that they yeah. they don't have yeah. in place that they could <laughs> that they could hire from Twitter and contract them anyway, right? So there's yeah, exactly. interesting. I think the big challenge for a lot of these things is, like you said, they're 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 basically being built in some guy's you know virtual garage, right? That's Mastodon. It's, yeah. it's you know it's a it's a it's a independent network of servers that are operating all over the world and it's kind of tied together yeah. with some software, but it's nobody really is like running it out of, you know, Mastodon central or whatever, I guess. So right, right. Um, their ability to scale and provide these tools, you know, we can't, we can't expect the same experience that we had from a, a much more uh, mature organization and, or in platform like Twitter, you know, with 15 years yeah. and the infrastructure that they had. So, so anyway, it's pretty interesting. You're right. I, it's, I uh, I think that was part of the, you know, kind of bring us back full circle and then we'll jump to the other topic. You know, I think back in the early days of Twitter, that, that sandbox feeling, I didn't I didn't think of it that way, but when you use the word, I think that's what we loved about Twitter back then. I used yeah. water fountain, but, but it was, or water cooler, yeah. I guess. But yeah, but it really was, you could see things happening, you know. Uh, I remember when the first, you know, ads, you know, in the first hashtags yep. and people were like, wait, this is terrible, yep. oh, you know. And now hashtags yeah. are like a, a staple of everything, you know. So it, you it's, uh, to, there is an element of fun. Message, kind of but, yeah, direct message. Yeah, type in yeah. a D. Remember that? It, uh, oh. Right. Right. It, it was vastly different back then. It's all it's all pretty simple yeah. now. It's interesting to me also. Remember, remember in the days when we would talk to, to HR people about you should be on Twitter. Oh no, I have email. I don't want to be on Twitter. No, no. And now everybody's like free speech on Twitter. You know, same Twitter. I'm like, and they still only have you know a few hundred. <laughs> There's still not a you know a widely adopted platform. But anyway, those of us that like it are passionate about it, and I guess the ones that hate it are passionate about it too. So no, good That's discussion. Right. No thanks. Yeah. So, so then the other the other thing is, and I, you know, the layoffs at Twitter lead us into the bigger uh, world of layoffs, and you know, are we headed yeah. into a recession? And yada yada yada. So I, uh, I, I know John Hyman's list. I want to plug my other, my you know, part time co host John. Uh, we're going to do a show next week, I think, on on labor relatedly, not about this particular mm-hmm. topic, but John every year puts out you know the the mm-hmm. Greenwich Employer of the Year or whatever, and his his post is up today if you want to go vote on which employer is the worst employer of 2022. So if you're a John Hyman fan, Ohio employer, what is it? Ohio law blog? Ohio, Ohio employer, employer law blog. Law blog, law yeah. blog I think. Yeah, it's, it's long. John or just look, up John, just look up John Hyman, H-Y-M-A-N, if you don't know him, find him. It's a, it's a great blog to follow from a labor law perspective. But anyway, uh, John uh, posted a, a story a few days ago about a furniture company that laid off 2,700 people or something through email, like the week of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, for God's mm-hmm. sake. I mean, they did, at least they did it before Thanksgiving, but in the week of Thanksgiving really, really sucks. And I had this too. overnight, yeah, and three, like 3,000 people or something. And, and, and I had this uh, discussion in one of the forums, probably even late Charlie, lady, but I'm not sure where about like, you know, people are like, well, that's retail. That's how it works. I'm like, they, they, if they were laying off 3,000 people, they knew they were laying them off before 10 p.m. on Tuesday night. I mean, that the, yeah. the, the yeah. CEO didn't just wake up and go, lay everybody off. That didn't happen, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the timing of it 
was manageable. And we, I, I've worked at a lot of companies, and we generally – I've worked at a lot of good companies, fortunately. I've worked at a couple of clinkers over the years. But um, most of the companies I worked for in my latter years, which tended to be the collection of good companies, we always had a pretty, stand, pretty reasonably standing policy that you didn't do layoffs between Thanksgiving and the New Year. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. and it, it and it doesn't mean doing it 24 hours before Thanksgiving. Like, I guess you got to draw a line somewhere. So they didn't really break that rule, but it just kind of sucked that they would do it in that week and do it by mail and do yeah. it overnight and you know, blah blah blah. So it, but we're seeing yeah. like lots of that these days, and I I just personally find it repugnant that people are yeah. kind of taking. To me, what I mean, I realize there are some situations where people are working remotely and stuff. It, I mean, it's different, and you have to do it a different way. But you can, you don't just send them an email, you know, <laughs> or tell them right. sign this form by five, or otherwise we'll process your sever. I mean, it, that's just to me that's not a cop out, and it takes a lot of the dignity out of the out of a really unfortunate situation. And I, yeah. I, I guess what I wanted to kind of tee up to talk about was your thoughts on are we headed into like a very is that our future? the layoffs? Are we just going to be like paper puncher, you know, put, push a button and everybody goes? I, I, it scares the shit out of me if that's the case. Yeah, you know, I think the ones that we've seen and the ones that make the headlines are uh, have been those, those sorts of stories, right? And I think sometimes yeah. that, nar- that narrative fits that narrative of look what we've become and we're laying people off by, by email or on a zoom call that has, that narrative fits the, see, there's an argument why people need to be back in the office because then they would get fired face to face. So it kind of yeah, fits that true. narrative a little bit. True. Um, but uh, you know, this is, it's not great. Right. I was just, I was trying to think before, like I know Amazon, Amazon's, you know, I mean, name somebody that's not right. Everybody's coming out with we're laying off, we're laying off. Amazon, Gannett, CNN is laying off a bunch of people today. Right. Um, you know, so it's a lot of tech, but it is crossing some industries. Um, but interestingly enough, because uh, the jobs report just, just came out, um, and the uh, applications for unemployment, so this is, of course, aggregated, whatever, but the weekend, last week, weekending last Friday, um, mm-hmm. there were less applications for unemployment. Um, it was down, a decline of 16,000 from the previous week, mm-hmm. um, and continued to add jobs. So has, the U.S. is still adding jobs. The question, of course, becomes what kind of jobs. That's the issue. Um, but this this is going to make 2022 one of the best years it's going to make it the second best year for hiring only only behind 2021 when of course everybody you know hired like crazy which is now now I think why we're laying off right a lot of them are saying that mm-hmm. but it's the second best year since the government kept track of this since the 40s and there's still if you just look at not type of job but job openings and unemployed Americans there are two job job openings for every unemployed Work. Yeah. So which yeah, is a number with a little. Yeah, and, and numbers got a little like fallacy asterisk. behind it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. But still, yeah, there because not everybody has the skills to do the available jobs, or right. vice, you know, vice versa, or they don't right. have the desire to do the available jobs if it involves you know yeah. picking apples in Washington State in yeah. the fall or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no, I feel I, bad uh, for folks, you know, recruiters. You know, that's you know within my own 
kind of network, that's where I'm seeing a lot of folks, you know, because again, when high, it, it's just like at the beginning of COVID, right? Hiring goes down. Who's the first people to yep. go? All, everybody in recruiting. I, when you look I at the, these, somebody on, I saw somebody who actually, that was kind of their, their point somewhere on ERE or something, you know, COVID, Lay off the lay off the recruiters. Yep. You know, COVID ends. Bring them all back. We need a, we need recruiters yep. to recruit people. Now you know yep. the economy slows down. Lay off the recruiters. You know, and the, and the point yep. was, you know, maybe you should think about instead of firing everybody because you're going to probably need them again next year. I, and I don't I don't, right. I don't have any idea what the economy will shape up like. You know, there there are some pretty dire predictions about you know severe inflation for ten years with some of those guys that are always making the news as the latest doomsday economist or whatever. But that that doesn't really seem to, you know that most of those things don't seem to come to fruition. But I don't know where we're headed next year. But um, it does feel like we are we are sliding down backwards as far as economic you know the economy goes, and that there will probably be. A, more, a bigger round of layoffs uh, coming at us yeah. next year, and, and then I think to your other point, and that that also will then put another big push on to end remote work and hybrid work and get people yeah. back in the office because the people that are, you know, that are empowered enough today to still stay away are going to be the ones that get probably, you know, they'll get Elon if you want to say it that way. You like right. come back to work Monday, or you're off the payroll, and that a lot of them will probably go elsewhere. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, anyway, yeah, but yet at the same time, when I when I look at you know economic uh, the economic picture and what's going to happen, and it, and it's in other in certain industries and in certain geographies, um, it, you know, there's there are predictions that it's going to be growing tremendously. So yeah. we just had yeah. recent, uh, last month, a couple of weeks ago, um, the state of Louisiana, chief economist for the state of Louisiana, um, always, you know, does regular updates, but he did a kind of a year in review kind of update recently. And he always gives predictions based on new contracts that have come in and obviously very heavy, you know, oil and gas and refineries and those sorts of things here, but new new facilities being built, um, and some are green energy facilities, um, some are retrofitting current and existing uh, plants that exist. But he's project, projecting um, across the state of Louisiana tremendous job growth, and particularly here in the Baton Rouge region as well, where a lot of them are centered up and down the, the Mississippi River. Um, mm-hmm. So you know so some of those you know infrastructure jobs that the Biden infrastructure bill has put into place um those jobs are going to be there you yeah, know i mean I think, so i think, I think that that engine it, is running yeah it, it it's just not it's not evenly and it, it never is probably but it's not right. evenly distributed right and then and then also there are some, there's some like um this isn't an econ- economist term, but there's like some soft uh, markets. And I'm thinking like housing market, right? Like in Florida, housing prices yeah. are starting to drop in Miami and other places, right, where they were. And, and this happens here all the time. I mean, that's our market. You know, it, it, those those highly sought after places when when 
you know, everybody's making money from the stock market or whatever, you know, that the prices escalate like crazy. I mean, it happened in 2008. It happened, it's happened a multitude yeah. of times, you know. It, 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 here in Florida, it spread to, like, where I live in Lakeland, which is in the middle of the state. It wasn't just the waterfront, you know, or the, or the coastal areas. I mean, it literally kind of spread across the state. But now you're starting to see that sort of recede because a bunch of people that moved during COVID or a bunch of people that moved because mm-hmm. of remote work, you know, that 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 is – starting to diminish right and they're settling in Mm -hmm. and and, you know it'll prop up the housing values and reset the markets but we're not seeing that growth anymore and as demand drops so you know so does price right so does availability though Mm -hmm. and and everything everything costs more now too you know so inflation Mm -hmm. doesn't help but but it's uh, and i i don't know how i became an economist today but apparently i have so i'm (laughs) done with that Uh, macro and micro uh anyway um, well, yeah, and so I, just, I, think I, I, just, we'll I, I think we'll have an uneven year, you know. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. And, and I, I think, you know, the, the industries related to that are where, you know, tech is kind of overshadowed here, talk of layoffs. But I think following up here shortly will probably be more layoffs, rifts, whatever, in, in – um, in finance, right? In banks and, you know, who's doing mortgage loans? Who's do you know, if as that market has died up, you know, do you mm-hmm. need 500 mortgage loan processors at your bank or do you only need 300 because nobody, the, you know, uh, interest rates are so high and, and for the right. moment people aren't buying. Nope. We have about three minutes left. Um, and I had the other thing I teed up and I don't really have any, I don't even have a, one to add, I don't think. I'll have to improvise. Is we, I, I thought maybe we'd take a shot at what we thought might be a trend for next year or at least start the conversation because we always have mm. to do a trend show at some point before the year end. I guess HR trend is what I'm thinking of. And yeah. I don't know. If, I don't think I, I want it to I, be uh, layoffs. No, but I think what's – I think, and I've alluded, you know, alluded it to it earlier, I think we're going to see an acceleration of the come back to the office. Mhm. Mhm. Less remote. I uh, yeah. I I that wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, it's just something that employee, managers just aren't comfortable with managing that way. Yeah. And actually, that that does kind of bring me to the one that I'm seeing. So I'm I've been doing a lot of these these uh, extended projects at work that are essentially deep dives into why uh, maybe like a a certain area or a department has lower engagement than they've had in the past, like mm-hmm. based off of mm-hmm. our annual. Uh, what we call our voice survey. So we're doing the mm-hmm. we're doing interviews and you know, you know focus group type exercises, and we're doing surveys with open ended questions to try to you know get get inside people's heads because the, the the normal surveys that we do at Publix, um, oops, I said my company's name. Uh, the, the normal surveys we do where I work is uh, are based mostly you know they generate a score, but they don't we don't collect right. you know, two hundred fifty thousand associates. We don't collect comments because it's just so it'd be too much to manage. So, but when we have a when we have a kind of a hotspot area, we go in and look at it a little deeper. So, I've been doing a lot of those, and there, there's been a definite trend that I've been seeing, which is the fact that the, with the pandemic, the the massive churn, especially in the retail industry, you know, our industry, um, the promotion of people into leadership positions, but not very mm-hmm. much uh, ability to hold training, because we didn't, you know, we we, yeah. we 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 didn't have like a a fully functional CBT leadership program ready to go. And I think uh-huh. a lot of employers were probably caught. So we have a lot of empl- uh, a lot of managers who've been a manager for like 18 months, 24 months, 
and they yep. really haven't even been through like basic supervisory, you know, like the, yep. the stuff you would do to orient them, right? I mean, they've been we're, yep. we're we're starting it now. We're starting to catch up, but it's a big backlog for us. And I bet you that that is a recurrent problem for a lot of other employers as well. Um, and it and it's yeah. it's having some you know back end impacts where they just at times they just you know it's not that they're necessarily going to be a bad manager over over the long haul. But they just don't. They haven't learned how to deal with issues yet, and so right. it, it, it sometimes you know you see you see problems you know that are generated on the shop floor, or the warehouse floor, or store floor, or whatever, because they 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 haven't been told how to handle stuff yet. So I think that's yep. going to be something that companies yep. are going to be wrestling with next year, uh, a lot. So that's my prediction, I guess. So anyway. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, we're we had we had uh, thirty minutes, and then we've gone six. But I, I had actually booked forty five, so we're not over on the on the recording, but I, I think we're out of topics unless you had anything else you want to dive into real quick. This was good. I'm all fired up now. Yeah, me too. I, I, I actually put out a couple <laughs> of inquiries about a couple of guests between now and the end of the year. So we'll see if I, if I can book a couple, I will, and you know, get back on a cadence. I don't know. This show is a hobby and it's Let's just become it. a pretty intermittent hobby lately. <laughs> so, but anyway, I, I still enjoy doing it. So it's great to catch up with you and uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. I'm sure. Thanks everybody for listening in. Still there. Yeah. You want to say bye? I'm sorry. I didn't know if you were going to say anything. Yep. I am. Are we, we stopped recording? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, okay, hold, hold goodbye, on. everybody. We'll, we'll fall apart. Bye, Robin. I'll call you in a second. Bye.